0: Welcome to the Forbes India Cover Story podcast series in association with TheIndicast.com. My name is Abhishek and this issue's cover package is the Forbes India Philanthropy Special, a subject which is arguably as old as business itself. More crucially though, this time uh, the package covers not just the top rung of donors that include billionaires but also the other end of the spectrum that is a common man but sandwiched between the two are the venture capitalists and private equity outfits who have recently joined the fray. Joining me on the call to talk about her cover is uh, Divya Shekhar. Hi, Divya. Nice to have you back again.
1: Yeah. Hi, Abhishek.
0: Venture capitalists and angel investors or private equity folks, they are especially good at banking on the right idea. I mean, they may get a few wrong, but they hit the mark on some and uh, it gives them a killing. What is it that they bring to the table in Philanthropy.
1: Professionals who are uh, getting into the philanthropy space are uh, increasingly uh, giving not only their uh, money, but also their time, their expertise and their managerial capabilities, you know, which is very uh, useful in the social sector and the development sector. So uh, the fact that they bring the best of their experiences and the best of their business practices into the development space is you know uh, what makes their contributions valuable
0: and your rubric also suggests that to the cover it says that professionals are rewriting the gospels of giving by thinking differently about how wealth and expertise can solve social problems. So, could you give a couple of examples about folks that you spoke with and uh, what they are doing?
1: We've spoken to a lot of uh, professionals ranging from venture capitalists, private equity individuals, banking professionals, consultants, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's like, for example, on the cover is uh, Amit Chandra, who is the managing director of uh, Bain Capital Private Equity India. The AT Chandra Foundation has been traditionally working on issues like capacity building of non-profits and rural development programs, etc. They traditionally work in building leadership and capacity in NGOs so that they can work at the grassroots level and create a bigger impact. During COVID, however, the organization also stepped up to undertake a whole lot of programs which were the need of the hour, like, you know, distributing uh, food relief packages in vulnerable areas where, you know, the public uh, distribution systems could not reach. And uh, also providing a lot of uh, health-related facilities like ventilators and oxygenator machines across Maharashtra and Rajasthan, Uh, strengthening the ICU facilities operated by municipal corporation in Bombay, for example, uh, PPE kits masks, you know, also helping in the execution and data analysis of the sero survey that was conducted in Bombay to understand the extent of the infection. There is, uh, you know, Kalpana Morparia who heads JP Morgan. She has been personally associated with six schools. She has adopted these six schools and uh, she helps them not only in terms of writing checks, but along with the Bharti Foundation, where she's part of the governing board. She tries to work with Uh, leaders there and she also tries to see how one can work alongside teachers to build quality programs you know ensuring that it's not just about running schools but it's also about changing attitudes and you know having that multiplier effect here here if i may
0: interrupt you just a little bit and you've quoted her uh, suggesting that it's quite easy to give away money because it may assuage your guilt but a lot is down to how much time you spend in offering your managerial ability or working closely with the folks for that cause could you give some examples here
1: Yeah. For example, we've also covered something called as the ACT grants where, you know, a whole lot of senior venture capitalists and young startup entrepreneurs came together to see how technologies that are the need of the hour, you know, for COVID can be funded and they can be scaled up. Say, be it Prashant Prakash of Axel or Mohit Bhatnagar of Sequoia or, uh, you know, Vani Kola of Kalari. So they created this this fund and uh, investment committees, uh, you know, when it was formed met on a daily basis, you know, to understand which are the ideas that need to be funded, which are the ideas that need to be scaled up. They are working in, uh, across 24-odd uh, states, but in 16 priority states, you have these senior uh, uh, you know, members of ACT grants actually working directly with the state and district-level governments. You know, they are supporting organizations right from, say, uh, uh, telemedicine and home quarantine, testing and detection, oxygen therapy, etc., etc., and they've provided grants up to some 86 crore rupees so far out of 100 they've already dispersed from their own experiences in the for-profit business world they are trying to see how technology can play a role in the development sector so that the model of social work becomes more transparent and more nimble so that you know the way they track and monitor outcomes in the for-profit sector you have such outcomes reflected in terms of impact in the development sector as well
0: when we say impact, how do they measure the outcome of uh, their efforts, philanthropic efforts? Uh, do companies or uh, private equity players or professionals bring the same amount of rigor that they apply to bringing profits and money to their businesses? Is is that changing in the last few years or has it remained the same? How does that work?
1: It's a different space altogether. The development space is all about working on Uh, core issues related to health, education, gender rights, women's rights, etc. You know, and also about changing mindsets that have existed for centuries, you know, for a very long time. The way you measure impact also has to be very different. It's not always numbers here. You can't measure the extent of, uh, you know, improvement in women's rights by just providing a few numbers, nor is it a very uh, instant thing that you've put and you've created something and, you know, the product is out there and your, its results are out for all to see. Most professionals in the philanthropy space are in this for the long haul and they understand that, you know, measuring outcomes or measuring impact is not immediate always.
0: And is that the reason why this uh, sector, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, is getting a little more organized than before? Because you write that the ACT grants, uh, which is a 100 crore rupee COVID-19 relief fund, Is that something that may not have happened a few years ago where it would mainly be individual folks with a lot of money and then they would put in?
1: Yes, a lot of it has got to do with the way we are changing as a society, the way we are evolving. Like, for example, you know, in the pre-independence days, you had all these corporate donors, you had all the legacy donors like your Tatas, Godrejas, Premjis and, you know, Birlas, etc., contributing to nation giving contributing to places where the government and markets have failed over the years as you know the economy has opened up as we have seen more progress and people are able to create wealth at a younger age so now it's not just donating for the sake of charity or for donating for nation building for example like it used to happen now it's about philanthropists going deep into one particular problem, you know, and dedicating a whole lot of their time, a whole lot of their resources, etc. into solving that particular problem. So you have, you know, the younger lot of philanthropists, many of them who are also quitting or leaving behind corporate careers to dive head on into the social sector. You also have people who are talking about why it's not about building hospitals or schools or things anymore it's about uh, strengthening the existing infrastructure identifying you know social entrepreneurs with brilliant ideas out there that need to be supported that need your managerial capabilities or your expertise that shift is what we are seeing today
0: right and these are times when uh, philanthropy may be needed more than ever given the pandemic has covid19 impacted this for better or worse one side of the argument is if uh, companies are not making money at least in the short run they will try and scale back on their uh, efforts to give away money And, and this is there everywhere the other day i was talking to the litter picker in my colony and he said that he did not get the diwali bonus because people refused to offer any more money because they weren't getting paid and they had salary cuts so how has it impacted the philanthropy sector
1: You know, in the short term, there has been a huge dip in, you know, corporate social responsibility funding. A lot of money, which was earlier allocated for non-COVID related causes, for example, has been shifted to COVID-19 and uh, relief and rehabilitation causes, which is which is also necessary. But a lot of other uh, social causes are sort of, you know, being being left behind. What the professionals themselves say is that uh, uh, for them. The pandemic has been mindset altering in the sense that it's, it's shown us how, you know, the way things have been working so far are not enough and that there is a wide gap between say the haves and the have nots, which is extremely important and, you know, necessary to be, to be built back. The gap needs to be bridged
0: and what are the odds we just recorded a podcast with summer recently where we spoke about exactly this that how the rich are getting richer during the pandemic and how it has bolstered their wealth at the cost perhaps of a few hundred millions who have lost theirs so yes in that context it has opened up that contrast yet again
1: yeah it has amit chandra says that there there could be at least a 10000 crore dip in funding that is available to the social sector and it's up to the government and philanthropists to think about how we need to backfill this number. And a lot of these professionals are also part of, uh, you know, high-level committees that the government has created for CSR or, you know, for the social sector. And, you know, they have uh, made recommendations like, uh, you know, the social stock exchange or tax I- incentives or recommendations on how to smoothen regulatory obstacles, etc. cetera. So it's a system that's started working but like we mentioned in the story professionals as a segment they are a young segment even now you know and it will it will be a few years you know until they could also consolidate and create a bigger impact
0: let's hope that happens thank you very much divya for the time on this podcast thanks so much
1: thanks Abhishek.
0: all you listeners you can get this podcast on com as well as on stitcher spotify google podcasts and itunes and to have someone call you for a Forbes India subscription, message Forbes to 51818. And also look for other podcasts from Forbes India. There's one called Teenpreneur, an interview series with young entrepreneurs. And we also have from the bookshelf of Forbes India, conversations about business, economics, and books.